1: Hello and welcome to the Churros Itactica's podcast. This is your host, Kian Soboni, joined by my co-host, Diego Lorin. It is Monday. It is a rare Monday for this. We usually, be, we've been recording on Tuesdays the last few weeks, but we're back on Monday. It is March 7th, and uh, I wanted to roll the R's today because...
2: We had a good game. We had a first good game because in a long time. Mbappe's injury report. No, that's how absolutely many Mba- not. No, that's no, no, how many no. R's Mbappe's injury is going to come out. You know, how many R's of. Pools. I would never oh celebrate God. that. Oh I'm God. already I Betty feel
1: cringe for every Real Madrid fan who has said something about celebrating that injury. Um I want no part of it. That's not why I'm rolling my Rs Diego. I want to make that very clear publicly. I'm happy that we had a really good game and A good performance to talk about. It wasn't just like a results-based thing that we're happy about. It was a performance-based thing that we're happy about, which is we have good momentum heading into the PSG game. And so that's why I'm happy. Um, But, you know, Barca obviously won as well, and they keep it rolling, and you should be happy as well. So, Diego, we should—I just want to say before we get into the football— this episode of the Churros E Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, <laughs> where you can get twenty percent off in free shipping with the code Churros C H U R R O S. Only two Rs in the code C H U R R O S Manscaped.com use uh, code churros for twenty percent off in free shipping. Have you gotten your uh, new pack new package yet from them? I haven't
2: I it's I, a little I, bit I meant to tell you yeah. I didn't get the confirmation uh, email neither that uh, you know the form had been submitted. So thank you for pointing that out.
1: Follow up with them today. Um, I got oh, mine. It's like super useful. It's all the stuff I buy: lip balm, body wash. Um, you got, and we got a an, um, shampoo and conditioner. And so that's perfect. These Canadian dry winters, man. I need, I need the lip balms. I need, I need you know multiple of those. So really, really big thanks to, to Manscape. Been, been very happy with their products. Diego, where do you want to start this week? There's, not we as much off-field drama, no. but...
2: No, and, and, and after coming off of the back of such a com- convincing... You said great performance, a convincing, commanding uh, performance, great victory. Hey, Real Madrid can score beautiful goals too and pull off a very uh, strong performance uh, against the Real Sociedad side uh, that... Uh, you know underwhelmed certainly there was some sort of glimmer of hope that something was gonna they, or were going to pull something out of this game after the early penalty caused by Carvajal, which uh, at this point has to be a concern for all Madridistas but not to damper the party at the moment because things are looking good you're coming into this game against PSG with a lot of momentum good momentum Madrid in the league doesn't lose uh, just two losses so far And, um, uh, you know, Camavinga scoring, just cracking goals, Modric obviously continuing to be solid uh, from time to time. You know, you'd have to say that his consistency is somewhat, uh, he can be brilliant uh, on occasions and he was so against Real Sociedad. Angelotti showing that, uh, he can actually implement high press and, uh, again, a, against a team like Real Sociedad, who did at some moments showed some sort of threat or trying to hit Madrid on a counter and, you know, uh, uh, let's say three on three situations just didn't have, you know, what a PSG obviously has, hopefully has if Mbappé plays and your Neymar's and, and your Messi's, of course, uh, where you would hope and imagine. <laughs> Hope, if you're uh, a culé, uh, that PSG could cause more damage than Real Sociedad. But again, not to take anything away, uh, this was a great performance from Madrid. Solid. Will they be as effective against PSG? That, of course, is the big question, I think, at this point. Uh, and will this strategy be as successful? we probably see a more conservative uh, Madrid side against PSG, would be my guess. More
1: conservative than the first like and or sorry, less conservative than they were in the first leg and more conservative than they were against Real Sociedad is my guess, somewhere in between, where you can have a higher block and you can press a little bit higher, but not you're not deep enough that you can't counter, you're not in a good position to counter, but you're also not that gung-ho where it's like, you know, it's only one mm. goal to overturn at the end of the day. It's not We're not coming back from 8-2 yeah. right. on bullshit. So um, I just wanted to also say that I think Real Sociedad are in some ways the perfect team to face before a game like this, where you need... Because mm. Real Sociedad right. are this Some weird self-esteem. team. They're a weird team to me in that they're big, so that anyone who faces them, like whether it's Real Madrid or Barcelona, they go into the game thinking, oh shit, it's Real Sociedad, we gotta make sure we're on top of our game. But at the same time, mm-hmm. they... So Underwhelming this season in so many aspects of the I game see. that they're also like a kind of a wounded animal you can kind of beat up on and gain some confidence into a big game. That's a and good that point. kind of thing that's what happened because I think Real Sociedad, like you said, they tried to put some counters together. I thought that our transition defense was really good. Oyar hasn't been as lights out as he usually is. You and I discussed Alexander Isaac's hasn't yeah. been the same this Isak, season. Isaac, of course. Yeah. David Silva's older. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were missing like all three of their starting potential left back so Goro was went to the left back situation so it was kind of a we got not to take away anything from our performance which I thought was really good I also thought we got the perfect team to face and beat up on and gain a lot of confidence heading into the PSG game which was perfect which is what we needed PSG coming off of a back of a, an, another loss in Ligue 1, Um which Come on. everyone was like You're oh Canadian. now you
2: can pronounce that better nice Ligue 1. Oh, in. that one. Oh, Ligue 1.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's funny because I actually took French immersion up until grade 12, 7 to 12.
2: Well, it would be, it's probably obligatory, no? No, it's not. No.
1: Um, so much hate. No, I, I, look. No, French immersion means that everything was in French for me. Oh, I see. Like, not just that I took French class. That I got you. All the I got math was in oh, okay, French, okay. science was in so, French. They submerge
2: word. you. Yeah. Dans le français. And if you said a just, word in English, okay. it'd come
1: away with the big big ruler stick <laughs> and slap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Merde. Alors. It's, it was actually,
1: saying. no, it was actually really strict. You'd lose, like, you have, like, three chances, from what I remember, and if you hit three in, like, a week, then you get, like, Something happens to you. You get kicked out of class, or some, or something. It was it was quite strict. <laughs> I don't I know what the, I was talking about.
2: Ligue you, you were talking. <laughs> it's Ligon. <laughs> no, no. Oh, PSG coming off of the back of a loss. Yeah, in Ligue PSG coming back. Yes. Out,
1: which so Pochettino had an interesting point in the press conference yesterday. I think it was where, or no, it must have been after the game. So Saturday night, it must have been. Because after they lost that game, everyone, started the narrative was like, oh, the tide has shifted. Real Madrid are in form, PSG are all of a sudden yeah. not. And Pochettino was like, I, something, he said something that I've been saying for weeks now, that I don't really care what PSG's form is. I don't care. Like, And then Pochettino was like, if you remember before the first leg, we also lost 3-1 to nuts. And PSG are this type of... I think they're in this weird situation where no one's holding them accountable to be good week in, week out in that league. They, they do mm-hmm. enough to just win that league at this point, And they save yep. all the energy for games like, that are coming up on Wednesday. So, uh but, I, but on the flip side, I think Real Madrid's form matters. They needed that. They needed exactly what happened
2: on, on Saturday, Diego. So 100%. we're feeling better now. How how good are you feeling about uh, Kamavinga at the moment? You Talk about players, you know, they needed that. If any player needed that, it would have been Kamavinga.
1: I love him. Like, who's your favorite player right now? Like someone like you're like you get like emotional if they score
2: a goal or something. <laughs> he does he have to wear a white shirt? No, no,
1: just who? Who's your favorite? Who's ah, your favorite okay. guy? Okay, okay.
2: Oh, thank God, you didn't have to make me like confess anything. Uh, well, your favorite white shirt uh, guy of is of course Ansu. Okay, I, I I can't deny it. don't have a soft spot. Could have been so, dressed in blue and red. Well, s- Ansu with Ansu man, big time. So Kamavinga like, sure. is
1: like probably like my version of Ansu then because right. I just oh, really I love yeah oh my god I love him so much mm. I love the way he mm. plays I love how physical he is I love how he can throw people around even though he's still a teenager and I just love everything about him. Um, so I just got really happy for. For him, after that game, because it wasn't just about his goal. I thought his overall performance was great, and he was playing in a position that where he can actually thrive, and he can um, actually be in higher, yeah. p- higher, an advanced area. It's kind of like to me, it's like the similar debate mm-hmm. of like, Frankie is not a six; he's not a Busquets; he's more of a box to box guy. And I, I actually thought Frankie against Elche, even though he only guys only scored two two goals, um, he got into such good positions, just making those runs as as. As a central midfielder that he can't really do as a DM. So it's kind of the same kind of debate, but um I I just really like Kamavinga's performance from top to bottom. And I and I wonder but I do wonder like what it means for PSG, just in the sense that because Cruz still might not make it for that game and Casemiro was mm-hmm. out, he might have to play in a position that is not his necessarily his best role. So Mm -hmm. there's that as well but so i don't i don't really know what it means for the psg game in that regard but at least this is what i was worried about diego that heading into this game i was like if if players like kamavinga who are forced to play because of the injuries in this game don't play well everyone's gonna pile on them they're gonna be like see this is why Ancelotti doesn't rotate so i'm just really lucky and i'm just happy that he played well because now we see okay we can get contributions from the bench. We have good players on the bench we can use. That part of the equation was really important for me.
2: Rodrigo for Asensio, convincing also for you?
1: I would. I mean, even though Asensio scored like pretty much on his first touch off the bench, but Rodrigo brings more to the table. He's he's a better dribbler and he's better defensively, which is important against you know PSG on the flank. So. I I would start him. Like, I, I don't know if the fourth 3 Especially season's...
2: with Carvajal, obviously, behind him. And that, and again, I touched upon it quickly. He's got to be a concern I was mentioning or asking for Madridistas. He's uh, huh? causing penalties, just can't keep up. Um,
1: yeah, and for that's part, part of the reason, even if Carvajal was in form, he's still got to face, like, Neymar... Mbappe on that side, you know, plus Nuno, mm. plus Nuno Mendes. Mm. So, I, Rodrigo, in that sense, is really important. If I, like, I I don't know if I would start a 4-3-3 because, you know, there's arguments to made. maybe you should go with a 4-4-2 and put four midfielders, like put Fede and Kamavinga together in that game to get you some control. Um, but... If you're going to play 4-3-3, it should be Rodrigo over Asensio because we saw what Asensio did against PSG. And Asensio just better off the bench. He's, he always has been a more of a super sub than a, a player who can give you guaranteed, reliable things from the start. So I, I, 100%. Yeah. If I had to choose between those two, I'd go with Rodrigo over, over Asensio. Rodrigo played really well against Real Sociedad. Good dribbler. Gave Gordo Sabel mm-hmm. all kinds of hell.
2: Benzema as well kind of hitting his stride again yep. before PSG. Super important. Modric. Modric was fantastic. was, uh, yeah, Modric. That's what I was saying. Doesn't have that consistency, but obviously can still play brilliant on any given day. Yeah. So, very good. Happy days. First time in a while, we've started with the reality segment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and rightfully so. Come on. But on to the next round, knockout round of the Champions League. It is where you will face.
1: Uh, well, I don't know who PSU will face. It's not gonna, I, don't, I can't, can't speak to that. I guess UEFA will decide. I don't see us getting I'm looking that.
2: forward to it. Ho- I'm hoping uh, that everybody can play and everybody will be healthy. It's going to be a hell of a match.
1: How about this? If you agree that Barca are going to win the Europa League and we're going to do, oh my God, imagine that scenario. If we win the Champions, <laughs> oh, you guys shit. win the Europa League and we play each other in the Super Cup.
2: Never thought about that. The that Super would
1: be cup. one wow. for the ages. That I I can promise that, that you. would
2: actually. As would, as as long as bad. I
1: am on this earth, that will never happen again. That will be first
2: the first never time it's ever done. happened,
1: and the last time it's ever happened. That will never happen again. Where you have Real and Barcelona Super Cup, one Europa League winner, and one Champions League winner.
2: I would I would really uh, that might be the cup that I would want to win the most. <laughs> <laughs> the the like, Europa League team punching hard... above
1: its weight. <laughs> we got a classical coming up it's too soon to talk shit right now um we
2: do it's yeah yeah and soon as well god damn it which i need to talk about that weekend anyway do you want to before we transition you want to let the audience know so you are doing what exactly you guys are having a pod on saturday just quick sell it to the listeners and me
1: (laughs) and you (laughs) um well (laughs) here's the thing Right now, uh, we need to we need to sell a certain amount of tickets. So if we can get if we can, this is super impromptu. So if we can get like fifteen to twenty people involved, um, we'll do it. We'll go ahead with it, and we'll have a very small, intimate podcast. But if we don't hit that number, so we're not going to do it. So if you guys are are going to be in Madrid for Classical Weekend, and you want to just meet us and you want to see, like I'll be there, you will be there. I'll I'll invite pretty much every single. English-speaking journalists in that city, and there's a lot of them, and they usually come out. So I'll just say you and and I, but as a baseline. But you know, there could be a bunch of special guests. If you are interested in that, um, you have to name drop, baby,
2: name drop. You have to
1: sign up asap. You have to sign up asap. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. And also, we set out – we we create an event page, and there's early bird tickets. So if you want to be a part of it, you gotta you gotta get in now, like in the next week, because otherwise. We're just not going to yeah. do it. And if we do it, the prices will go up. So do it. Commit, commit in the next week or so if you're planning on attending. So that out of the way. It'll be a Saturday okay. podcast. So the day before, what we'll do is, and if you come, we'll, do, we'll just talk a lot of sh- pregame shit and we'll answer questions. Ratings. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, uh, again, I'm going to put all my efforts into it.
1: All right. So we'll take your word for it. Well, I know you're um, you're dying to talk about Barcelona because um, you guys had. I want you guys had sixty eight percent possession, which is which is fantastic for for your philosophies and your ideologies. So, do you want to talk about some of the passes you guys were were passing around? Triangles, <laughs> pressing. What stood out to you about I'm, that Elche I'm game? Hence, A little bit I'm, nervy. I'm
2: guessing that from your tone that you want to talk about whether it was handball or not and the the robo what what the entire Which madrid bra- based press is basically crying about today because we're in Are third they? position and we're coming yes. you know i don't read madrid it's, press
1: i don't read press well, listen, at all of football, I, but i know yeah i
2: enjoy re- i enjoy reading press where from wherever it may be and uh, from certain journalists like tomas roncero you expect uh, that type of narrative however even alfredo relaño who you know i have uh, not just a lot of respect for but i've i've been i've had the fortune to attend some of his lectures and you know respect and uh that's going to be me a, one day when good, i'm older
1: i'm going to like just gradually become more and more disrespectful and just be senile and old and, like, just start yelling at everyone,
2: complaining about well, that. Well, that. that's, that, that, that's just getting old. Yeah, exactly. That just happens when, yeah. as you age, Yeah, you know. But uh, anyway, yeah, a lot of them, uh, all the news was about that. The handball called in favor for Barca. And the Jordi Alba handball not called in favor for Elche. And I'm thinking... Because one was a handball and the other one wasn't a handball. Are you? Are we gonna just make things up now, or just cry about the right decisions? Uh, as Mourinho, mind you, once famously said uh, in a post-match press conference, ever after winning a Copa del Rey, um, and Pep Guardiola complaining Porque. about. Uh, well, he was right. No, he complains about that one. He was right. He was because it was in a Pedro it was an Pedrito was in an offside position. It was the right call as narrow as it was. Oh my god, a game. Anyway, the point being is like, I mean, it one is a handball, the other one wasn't. If I I I guess you weren't aware of this discussion that has been uh capturing the the front pages. So I just know I didn't base. read
1: anything, but so I assume yeah. your your stance is that the cor- calls were correct.
2: Yeah, they were correct. Yes. One is a weak handball that you don't like to see called, and I agree. However, according to the regulations uh, that uh, the referees are now following, that was a handball because his arm was, you know, away from his body. He was making a movement as well. To I mean, he literally kind of pushes the ball out of uh, out of touch, out of uh, for a corner. I uh, don't want to dispute entirely neither whether or not Memphis actually touched the ball right before, which I think there's a possibility from an angle that he might have. like It ricocheted from Memphis to um, shit, what the fuck was his name? The guy who
1: conceded the penalty?
2: Memphis? Yeah. Uh, um, I'll tell you in one second. In any case. I have so many
1: tabs open. Okay.
2: But, uh, okay. Well, I looked that up. So I don't dispute that. But, um, yes it was barragan okay and uh but anyways that's it and and fucking you talk about you know goals that made you feel good when fucking memphis slammed in that penalty kick like <laughs> as vicious Ooh. as of a penalty kick as i've ever seen uh i felt genuinely good and i felt that barca over in in, in the whole, uh, as as a general, deserved the three points and deserved to win the match based on our performance, which wasn't fantastic, wasn't great. But it was felt deserved. that uh, Elche, you know, is it? But it was deserved. So yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you guys had you guys created a plenty of chances, even though, like, even right. though I mean, a lot Jesus. of the narrative that I saw was like, Por oh, Barca Rando. are are um are not playing that well. But like, if you look at it, I mean, oh, Barca no, just created dominated. way more chances. But. I mm. think I think maybe there's, you could maybe argue the standard was lower than what you guys have been doing in the past three games. Like you and I mentioned there was like 12 goals in three games straight, right? So that's kind of the standard. Maybe mm. some people were holding Barca too. Um, right, so right. where do I yeah. stand on Obama the penalties? Obama Young
2: didn't have his most inspired night. You know, mm. Adama, Ferran Torres uh, came on in the second half where he was quite frankly good, but continued to obviously miss chances. Frankie de Young <laughs> missed probably, you know, the chance of... Uh, one of the chances of the season. Uh, I don't know if you saw that play, uh, but he really had the chance perfectly to, to put us up 1-0 uh, yeah. and just basically passed it right to the the final defender that was in between the, the, the three sticks. So... Barça had the chances. Elche, you got to give it to them. Their side that are difficult to beat at home. I think only Real Madrid and Betis managed to pick up three points there, um, and um, so they're well coached and, and and disciplined and do what they do. So yeah, and made they it don't hard. defend Not as deep as, as some of Barcelona. the other La
1: Liga teams right. either. Neither They them, no, they, they, no.
2: they try to attack you a little bit. <clears throat>
1: Certainly. Um,
2: and then but Ter Stegen, in credit to them, had to pull off some miraculous saves as well. It was a great game for for Ter Stegen to get his auto esteem, his self esteem back, especially after uh, Barca had just, you know, managed to draw, and uh, then Elche had a chance to go ahead again, and he had to p- produce another really, really good save. So, well,
1: Ferran and Frankie both had uh, more than one amazing chance. I'd say they had like at least two each. That were in just great goal scoring positions. So, you guys yeah. created a lot again. Um, I I guess I'll just mention on uh, the penalties. I thought both calls were correct. I think, like the first one, the Barragan one was a penalty, and then the second one where it wasn't called was it? It was Jordi Alba, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one is like me personally. I I don't I wouldn't call that. I've seen people say, "Well, that's been called before." But you know, in a vacuum, it was the right call. The other ones that were called before shouldn't have been called. Let's just put it that way. So, I I don't think it was a penalty, um and I think, you know, I the the rules are always so vague and ever changing, so it's always hard to keep up with what the handball rules are. But like, there's no way that mm-hmm. that should be a penalty. Like, that's not the same as what Baragan did. Alba had no idea what, where the ball was, and and like it just. There's no way he was like trying. To... And it's by his side. Yeah, it's by it's his by side. His it affects the trajectory of anything. Um, and the same goes for PK. I don't remember the PK one.
2: There was something with PK.
1: Okay. Um, and then the Memphis penalty kick itself has to be the most unstoppable penalty. <laughs> like if you hands if, down, just like off top of my head, that's the un- most unstoppable penalty ever kicked by a human being in any in <laughs> since like 18, <laughs> 1800s. Like there's <laughs> no, you can There's nothing more unstoppable than that. It's literally a rifle in the top right corner. You can't. Is there any way you can perfect that? You can't bet no. better that. The one that always stands out to in my mind is like Unstoppable was, I don't know if you remember this, but in Euro the Euro two thousand one of the knockout stages game France versus Portugal extra time, where Zidane lines up and he hits a top left corner and it's just bending up and it like goes in the top left, but this one yeah. was even better yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's just a laser like it's like you can't it's one Straight. thing to place From it there point even a if to B. you. Even if you place it there without power, it's probably a goal because it's it's so out of the keeper's reach. But this also had the vo- the venom behind it, so this is where this is where yeah, I stand. That's yeah. the greatest penalty ever taken, ever.
2: That's it. I uh, I agree. I agree. And, no one and we saw already it. early signs of it too. Yeah, it's not the first time that he does this. This is sort of his thing, uh, and and he's perfecting. it. It's very brave, man. Like uh, you know, imagine one just risky. sailing over. You'd be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, it's it's very risky. Um and uh, oh man, unstoppable! You described it from point A to B. The shortest, the shortest distance is a straight line. That's exactly what he does. Uh, I saw some sort of XG. It was an XG goal, uh, like an X goal, XGOL. It said, which basically made it near impossible. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't Mm. know exactly the stat it was. Was it the La
1: Liga uh, one? Because La Liga brought this new thing. They basically rebranded XG and called it goal probability or something. Was it that?
2: Oh that's probably it. that might be yeah cuz yeah, it
1: yeah. so xg with penalties it's always the same it's 0.74 no matter what that's the chance everyone it's it's universal but la liga's mm. goal probability i don't know if it might be calculated a bit differently where i, I don't know if actually they calculate it differently but yeah
2: Um but the, about the PK thing uh, there was something with PK I was trying to look at it now to pull it up but it didn't I didn't see it in the in the highlights now that I quickly wanted to as I brought up the point it might have not touched his well, th- there was something I don't remember what it was now but anyway um yeah for me no big controversy coming out of this match like we said a his performance that really uh, it it was one of those kind of performances that you need in order to continue the good momentum and the good drive and, and 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 really quite streak in the league you know barca right now are uh since uh, 2022 the team that has racked up the most points uh uh in the league and we're on course we're doing good we're on third now so uh with one game less sevilla uh, Betis points. obviously sevilla dropping points betty uh are giving us a helping hand and um on we go, dude. In uh, a big week for us as well. You know, obviously, we're we're playing at Galatasaray this week. The Europa League is coming in hot, man. Week after week, there's no rest in this league. The Europa League, vicious. Only well, the strong survive. Our predictions. <laughs>
1: is, that, is that a Tropic Thunder reference? That was very Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder.
2: Yes, it was. It's true, good one.
1: Well, our predictions on the Friday podcast over on patreoncom Tacticus are off to a good start this Monday because we predicted Atletico are, are going to start surging. They they took care of Betis pretty well, um, pretty comfortably. And Sevilla, I didn't predict it, predict this, but we entertained Lucas's idea that Barca are going to come second. Sevilla, now if you guys win your game in hand, you'll only be four points back of Sevilla. So that's becoming uh, an increasing probability, and Real Betis dropping out of the top four a week after we said they're gonna drop out of the top four. So there's that.
2: Um, it's great. I wish I wish my crypto calls uh, were as good as my uh, footy calls. I'll be a happier man today.
1: <laughs> I know nothing about that. I can't even partake in that conversation.
2: Um, that's good
1: we had uh, on the Friday podcast we had a couple comments on it one some nice analysis from our man Taps mm. we also had uh, a comment from our patron uh, Robert Robert Palomaki you want me to read it for you
2: oh please thank you
1: Robert says zero basketball excellent <laughs> <laughs> So he was happy that we did
2: not even talk <laughs> right. about
1: basketball at
2: all. Wow, we have basketball haters listening to us. Interesting.
1: We have basketball. We had. We had. I Ron don't think I Ma- could
2: ever hate a sport that much to be like I don't want to fucking hear about that. If, if you know what I mean. If, if I'm tuning into a, a podcast where I like the two, let's say hosts, and and the, of course, the topics of discussion are important. I agree, but I couldn't imagine. If on one, I'm such a, let's say, fan and follower, like the, in our case, obviously, football, Barça Madrid, etc. cetera, to then if we sometimes deviate the slightest to NBA, I would want to hear that out, you know, if it's golf, well, if it's American for me, football or whatever. If
1: I, if I listen to a podcast about something and they deviate to another subject, that's fine to mm. me. But then if mm. they have a whole segment on it, I'll switch to another podcast. Not, not mm-hmm. like, not like sure. viciously and aggressively and <laughs> fuck these guys. But like, like, <laughs> okay, these. I'm just on to the next one. Right? My
2: time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. So I
1: get it. Like, I guess, but like some people really like the basketball discussion. I, I, I will continue to say I'm not a basketball expert. I just really enjoy the game. Far from so, it, me too. Yeah, yeah. So I just like to talk yes. about it sometimes, but don't go to us for basketball yeah. analysis. Just go, but just, you know, if you want to, we're going to throw it <laughs> in here. There's definitely
2: there. way more qualified people. Yes. Yeah. Um, Certainly.
1: So, do you want to? I mean, I have a crazy week because the PSG game is going to take the life out of me. But, uh, so sure. I got a lot of work to do. But is there anything else that you want to discuss this week?
2: Um, not anything pressing. Uh, Joan Laporta is uh, this year. not One doing year a ago, one year today. Press conference. Yes, he's, he's he came to studio, so it was like a a big you know the commotion of oh somebody's coming to the studio, the, the president in this case. Uh, and he's doing an interview Or he just did it I think it should be done now One year in, in as you said, Kian In uh, in power, in charge Was that one
1: Austin and Powers? doing a good job,
2: in my opinion doing a my... Huh? Was that Is Austin it? Powers? Yeah, baby no. In power, in charge, baby It's been one year <laughs> You know what? Now, From now on, when I'm going to translate Joan Laporta porta from uh, Catalan or Spanish to English I'm going to do the uh, try to do the Austin Powers No the no, well, way no, n- no no do the when Portuguese
1: Do the Portuguese one I would love like for those of you guys who aren't patrons Diego did an amazing uh Portuguese accent he he did a great Casemiro impersonation on Friday and it was it uh, had me in belly laugh.
2: partido, el partido
1: Oh man, I would do anything oh, like, on the day you quit Barça, just on the last time you have to translate the Laporta's conference, go out with a bang, just translate it in the Portuguese accent. I'd, love to, I'd like to see that.
2: I could do that. I yeah, could do that. But to be honest, Casimiro's Spanish is quite fluent. But he just keeps uh, he does what I do in in some language. Like when I speak German, I'll just sometimes throw Dutch words in there because them like ah, it's the same. <laughs> He's like, you i pachido de uh he uses some certain keywords that I had them on Friday. I'm, I'm I can't. Think I don't of them
1: think now. it's easy. Like I, you know, I I had that difficulty with Spanish and French a lot. Like. A lot of people say, well, it's easy to learn Spanish if you know French because some of it is similar. But actually, to me, it does the opposite. It confuses me, if anything. It confuses me. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll throw in French words in when I'm talking Spanish. Or now, I, I, if I'm talking French to someone, it doesn't happen that often anymore. But, like, I'll throw in Spanish words when I'm talking French. And to me, it con- it's actually confusing. Right. I sympathize with that. Mm-hmm. So... Diego's like looking at me in shock. Like, do you, don't pretend you know Spanish. You didn't even know what grapefruit was a couple of weeks ago. To be fair, you didn't know what it was either. I, I didn't either. Yeah, you I didn't, didn't either. And I, don't, I, don't, I, did I forget at, what it was already. You looked it up.
2: Don't put me on the spot. I guess, you know, I forgot as well. Yeah.
1: Well, to be clear,
2: in France. Fr- no, no, it was like, it was, olvidado. doesn't matter. It doesn't bad matter. Memory. It
1: doesn't matter. We're not, we're not going to drag
2: the podcast anymore. Um, no, what I did want to ask, are we are we done? Okay, you asked me for one more thing. No, I just wanted to ask about, uh, to close off the Kamavinga topic, we kind of digressed and moved on to Barca, but I wanted to ask you, Tony yeah. Kroos or Kamavinga, where chooses you? Who do you choose? Well, the German if- accent is really my <coughs> favorite. I
1: hate the German accent is my my least favorite one that you do. It's so creepy. No. Don't be like that. I I'd ra- so if Cruz is healthy, I would actually go Cruz, Kamavinga, and Modric is what I would do, and then maybe even throw Fetty in there on the right wing, so you get all four right. of them. Uh, yeah. If but if Cruz is not healthy, then it picks itself. It's Modric, Cruz. It's Modric, Kamavinga, and Fetty. Those three. <clears throat> I would ra- if, but I've told you this last week. I don't want Cruz at fifty percent, seventy percent, eighty percent, even ninety percent. I don't want. I want season is on the line. We need legs. Put him in there if he's 100%. If he's not 100%, then you go. Then just go with Kamavinga, Fede, and Moroš. There it is. There it is.
2: All right, all right.
1: Predictions for Wednesday, buddy? Before we log off?
2: I think Madrid will go through. I honestly do. uh, When I said that on Friday, I meant it. We'll go with... uh, I do. I don't know. I think it, it might even be a big night in the Bernabéu, the one of those where I'm just gonna be like, like a three-one. Yeah, go, go here, three-one. All
1: right, uh, and I predict Barça will also be Galatasaray. Shocking. So do I. Yeah. 5 0 no. What else Manita. do we got? Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to um, take a crack at the other Spanish teams? So this week. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll. T- we'll just go with the ones this week. Uh, so this week, we have Manchester Atletico on Tuesday. Wow, tomorrow. So what do you predict there? Nice.
2: Well, listen, if they can, be, uh, if they can repeat what they j- did last time they faced them with this United, quite frankly, in uh, free fall, dare I say, <laughs> you got to fancy Atletico's chances, man, to go through. Yeah. Also, I'm I mean, they, they're, they're, the way they beat be- Betis, come on. It's not this week. week. That's what I thought. Yes, yeah, it would have been perfect.
1: Both via Real right, and Juve, well, it's it's, uh, it's next week. So, but if I had to jump ahead, the chur <laughs> can you do that? Can you do churros but in Portuguese?
2: Churros, churros. <laughs> um, they say it like that, I think.
1: You sound like my son when when he's here, he tries to say churros. <laughs> I would. I mean, especially churros. the way Manchester. It's it's not just Atlético churros. are playing well. Manchester churros. are just. The Manchester City game was I didn't watch it live. Right. I didn't watch it the whole game at all. I right. just watched highlights and looked at the stats and I read some stuff and it's like men amongst boys from what I understand. It was, it was like a thing of beauty. It was like just Peps team coming out for a training session and just yeah. putting like a bunch just a bunch of kids in a blender and then leaving. And that was it. That's what it was. So Yeah. Uh but again, the you know, who knows? who knows we got to put the who knows
2: beautiful football yeah all
1: right let's wrap it up here beautiful Uh, football we both got a busy 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 schedule Don't
2: win the champions league this year you know i don't like this is their year city have to win the champions league this year yeah
1: well there are many teams in their way
2: we'll see come on pep
1: all right appreciate it diego Thanks. Uh, We'll be back on Friday, patreon.com slash ChurrosyTacticas, and we'll see you guys there. Thanks, Diego. Talk soon. Take care.
2: Peace out, you too. Peace.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.